How's it going? Good, dude. Good to see you. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, things up where we start. People that get off. I have to head out at like 6:40, so if I just like walk out. Oh, that's fine. You're so good. You're good, see bro. You, you are good. Yeah. All right, never mind. And I don't gotta leave until 17. Okay, that's perfect. So, you know, it's 5:40 right now. Hey, you know, a couple weeks ago I was in the parking lot, and I'm pretty sure it was you. You almost like crashed into me. Did right? I really? Smashing my brother's like, oh, it's somebody else with another Range Rover. I was like, oh, that's right. He said that he told me he's like he, my brother was. He's mad. like he parks on this floor. I'm like, nah, dude. He said there's two Range Rovers there, so that's really funny. But you don't know who it was me. It might be my wife. Oh, wow. been. No, because I, I, oh, was it a I guy? seen, before I even knew you lived there, I seen that car and I was like, dude, that looks like the pastor from the church, so I don't know it was you. <laughs> that's awesome. But that parking lot's scary. Everyone it, just like turns the It is really scary if you're really careful. But you'll know if it's me, if it's the sticker in the back. What's the sticker? The not, not of this world sticker. It's not uh, my sticker. It's, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's actually a crazy story. Probably should record that. Of the sticker? No, no. <laughs> of the sticker? No. Of the crash. Of the Range Rover, dude. Did you oh. hear about that? No. Dude, Pastor gave it to us? No way. But not gave it to us. Gave it to us. No, but he, we, it's actually kind of funny. I, I, this moral of the story, moral of the story, is, <laughs> is God gives you everything you want and more. In, in the details. Mm. Easily. Because Marissa has never talked about cars, but she um, said for like the longest time we were dating, like, I'm like, what favorite car are you? Like, it's a typical question. Like, what's right. What's your favorite car? She's like, I would love a white Range Rover with like butterscotch interior. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm like, super specific, but I right. never, <laughs> talked, never talked about it again. Yeah. Yeah. And she's always like prayed for because that's like the typical like white girl, like blonde hair, you know, yeah. like, car, Scottsdale girl. So. <laughs> When Pastor, we first got here three weeks later, he's like, um, he's super generous, by the way. If you didn't know Pastor, Pastor's ridiculous. Is Pastor Bill? Yeah, Pastor Bill's making me sense. He's like, how do you, do you get, how do you give it to stuff like that away? Yeah. But he's like, hey, um, how are you settling? And I'm like, doing good. And he's like, uh, I have a, I know you guys only have one car. I'm like, yeah. He's like, so someone donated a Range Rover. I'm like, like, okay, like to the church? He's like, yeah. And he's like, do you guys want to like have it? Like what? drive it <laughs> for like whatever? And I'm like, uh, like, and I'm thinking in my head, like, what's this Range Rover look like? Right, because I'm right. like, this could be anything. The 1990s, yeah, dude. Right. The like, Land Rover, is that Range yeah. Rover, yeah. So I was like, okay. He's like, uh, meet me at the church in an hour, and you can see it. I was like, okay. Were you just, thinking it's like some like Indiana yeah, Jones one? Beat up, yeah, just beat up, dude. Like, ooh, I don't want to drive that. And um, so Marissa, I told Marissa, I was like, hey, Pastor's calling me. Like, he wants to give us a Range Rover. And he, she's like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, this is crazy. She's like, because like, she was out with a, a girl. And so I was like, you get home. Like, get the shirt. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like really curious. I'm like pulling around the corner. And I'm like, I'm scanning like the five cars. I'm like, oh, that is not a Ranger. That's not a Ranger. It's like, that's it. Like right there is a, it's, you know, it's, it's yeah. freaking beautiful. Yeah. 2011, like Ranger Rover Sport, like right. white, gorgeous. I was like, what? And she's like, that's my car. Like, <laughs> she's freaking out. I'm like, what in the yeah. world, you know? And he's like, he's his keys. He's like, I only pay for gas. Like, that's it. Like, it's insured by the church. Everything, you're good to go. And I'm like, that's what? Wow. Yeah, that's what, yeah, it's insured oh, by the it's church. By the church. Why that's why you're hitting those corners the really corners quickly. Wow. <laughs> but I actually did back into a lady at Herman Middle School, which is funny. Not to a lady, but a car. Clarify. 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 I've never been in an accident. That's crazy. That. But yeah, dude, God gives you the little, the little things. These are all about the details. details. So, 
And honestly, like, I would, I, I thought about it for a brief moment, like, wow, like, man, he's got a, maybe he's doing, he's doing pretty good, or <laughs> he's got a side his, gig. His parents are doing really good. So I was like, something. I don't it's really know. Funny to the <laughs> Even we got like guest that speakers was the last come. Thing and we're like, oh, that's cool. We got a Range Rover in the parking lot. I'm, just, I'm like, I'm not gonna tell him. We drive it. No, right. Don't tell him we drive it. Right. right. We're gonna uh, park far away and walk, honey. Yeah, seriously. Man, it's that's, fun though. It that's goes. crazy. But it is not all glam because Range Rovers are built in mm-hmm. Europe and they do not care about engines. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, we had, it was rebuilt. So the dude who gave it to the church is like, we don't know him. I don't know who he is, but he's balling whoever he is. Yeah. Because he bought this Range Rover at like seventy thousand for his um, son who came back from college mm-hmm. two months a year just to drive it around for summer. Yeah. That was all he got for it. Right. And I think his son was a fool and he like smashed it into something. So like, it was like a $9,700 repair. And Pastor paid for it because they donated it, like smashed right. it up. Right. Pastor paid for it and he's like, we'll just flip it. So we have it till like whenever, wow. like October, November. And he's like, we'll probably turn around and just sell it because it, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's an offer. So yeah. But he's like, we'll just flip it and make money. Yeah. Wow. So how long have you had it for? We've had it for seven months. Oh, you're good. Dude, yeah, seven, eight months. Wow. So I'm like, every day, bro, I claim yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, and I'm going to give it to us. Yeah. Don't, don't play around anymore. Just, yeah. It's going to happen. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's sweet, dude. There will be another interview, okay? In Jesus' name, speaking to the phone. Well, I'll be like, guess what? It's ours. This episode about, is about cars. It's about cars. It's <laughs> be whips. Call it whips. whips. Yeah. There you go. Anyways. Anyways. Ready to lead us into... Lead us in? In the way. Yeah, in the way of everlasting. Let's start with some prayer. That sounds great. Boom. Dear God, I thank you for this day. Um, I thank you for my one-hour nap earlier. Yeah. I was um, very peaceful, very restful, Mm. and I'm energized to sit back down with Jordan. And uh, just thank you for getting us here safely. Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for the time that we get to spend together with all of our schedules being all over the place. And uh, we just get to rejoice. We get to put two or more together, come and talk about you, generate your energy and your spirit into the room. And uh, hopefully that shifts and transcends into the people listening, whether they're in their car, in their headphones doing chores or whatever they're doing. Mm. Uh, May we help uplift their day, bring them hope, bring them faith, and uh, help them get closer to you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 First question. Um, I really wanted to know your thoughts on eschatology and your yeah. studies um, in Bible college. Why is this guy laughing over here? <laughs> <laughs> the study of heaven, huh? Eschatology. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, and you said the second question, second part of that. Um, Bible. You said Bible college. Just my your studies in Bible college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eschatology. Man, okay, so I, I love Bible college first off. Um, Bible college is cool, but I think the pre- preconceived notion of Bible college freaks people out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it freaked me out, to be honest with you. Yeah. I knew a lot of people before I ever went to Bible college that was like, um, either A, like don't go because you're going to lose your faith because you, once you get too deep into something, like you're not going to like it. Mm. Wow. And then B, people came back and came back weird, like like Pharisees. Oh, <laughs> and, man. and they wanted to like, you know, beat me over the head with scripture. Right. And so it freaked me out a little bit. Mm. Um, and so when I went to Bible college, I was really careful to be like, I want to guard my heart and guard what God's given me, even just what I have a little bit of, like yeah. a, a deep relationship in God. And so when I got there, I was very, very careful not to dive 
too deep yeah. and yeah. chose the right friends because it's it's weird. It gets a little weird. But what's powerful about Bible college is you do learn like when you hear a sermon or when you hear like a scripture verse, mm-hmm. um, you can read it and then be like, okay. Uh, but when you when you know how to pull it apart, yeah. you're like, Whoa. it's deep, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so I guess with the eschatology, which I love the big word to start with, um, study of heaven, knowing what heaven is, what all those things are. I love the idea of uh, the fact that, well, the big thing is when I started out, and it was uh, Old Testament is what they put you through first, yeah. and they put you through New Testament after that. <clears throat> the first thing they tell tell you about is is this idea of the Old Testament is in one very very short way is God continually being faithful to man and man not being faithful to God. Right. That's the literally Old Testament. He's like, you get nothing out of this whole class. He's like, remember that. So mm. I guess I did good, right? But <laughs> like that was all of Old Testament. And then when it came to New Testament, that's where I guess the eschatology kind of came in in a way because we didn't know much about heaven until heaven came to us. Yeah. Right? And so with what a lot of the studies I did, I don't know if I ever took a, there is a lot of courses just on that topic, which is yeah. really thick. Um, but in the two years that I was in Bible college and all those things, I didn't really learned exactly about like the the deep deep just pack of that. But what's really powerful about the New Testament, jumping from the old to the new, which is such a some people think it's so separate old and New Testament, but it's really actually so married together. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we find obviously the correlation being Jesus is the is if the Old Testament is um, get really excited for this man that's about to come and change everything. Right. It's like an excitement is the hype, and then New Testament is like say hey I was delivering. Right. I'm delivering and now to you you know. And so what I learned at least from that is well I can throw a lot of verses out about what what, what heaven looks like, yeah. you know, and all those things. But I think when it comes down to it, um, the beautiful part about heaven is that Jesus is going to be there, one. Um, and what I was even just talking about with somebody, I think it was last night at Encounter, uh, I was talking to somebody about the fact that there's there's peace, like, mm. which is crazy. Like, right. And there's this idea of agreement, which is super weird. No one talks about this. It's one of those cultures that I want to have in any ministry thing I do. A culture of agreement so in heaven everyone's agreeing on one thing in all things yeah which is Jesus so there's yeah. no disagreement yeah. right and if you look around the world and to our listeners and all those things everything we see in the world is a disagreement right mm-hmm. and right. so crazy or right but what's crazy about Jesus what's crazy about heaven what's crazy about eschatology is this idea the study of everyone is in perfect agreement and there's peace and there's Jesus at the forefront, and uh, it's crazy the fact that he came and he gave it to us. Yeah. As a disclaimer, bro, I had no idea what eschatology was. Really? <laughs> Before this meeting, <laughs> we were in Sydney. So you looked at me. Oh, yeah, cool, we were, cool, cool. And we were asking, like, bro, like, what do we ask Jordan? He was like, bro, ask him about eschatology. <laughs> and we were just like, okay. That's and awesome, so, dude. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. I had one professor who was super, like, like he loved talking about heaven, you know, and it's mm-hmm. cool. It's really cool to go there, but some people, like I said, people, some people get weird about it, and it, yeah. shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that, you know? Right. And I don't know the, the official term of leaving people talking about hell, mm. you know? But it's, there's also another one like that, and again, professors get weird about it. But, okay. But man, it's a good question. Nice. Um, so you, I guess to kind of like maybe intro, basically, um, for our listeners, yeah. uh, obviously a decent amount of them go here. Um, but seems like we have more that are just kind of packing on. So I don't know how many of them are from here, how many of them aren't. Yeah. Um, we've been doing interviews with some friends from like high school. So yeah. I think some of that crowd is That's like cool. finally starting to come around. So um, a decent amount of them probably don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, so maybe just a little bit of intro of uh, who sure. you are, sure. what, what you do here. Sure. Um, and then we'll probably go into how that kind of came about. Sure. 
West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> no, totally kidding. No, uh, no, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. So I'm Pastor Jordan. That's my official title, but yeah. I was never always a pastor. I didn't even think I would be a pastor, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fought that for a while, and maybe some other people you've interviewed might have said that too. Yeah. Um, side note: What sometimes you fear most, you're called to, which is pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, that's a freebie. But uh, no, I, I was born in Oregon, uh, Portland, Oregon, the home of Nike, uh, the home of really good sports. Uh, really, really cold temperatures and a lot of rain. Um, but I grew up like being a, a crazy basketball fan, and it just kind of bled into my family. And so I, I have great parents. Um, I come from a pretty awesome family that uh, modeled pretty good relationships for me, which is yeah. awesome. We're not definitely not perfect. Shoot, definitely not perfect. It has our crazy moments. Uh, but yeah, we ended up um, really experiencing Jesus in our home. I would say around eight years when I was eight years old, mm-hmm. right around two thousand. And um, it was cool because um, my parents knew of God, but they didn't really walk with him. And so I think finding that there's a difference, mm. a huge difference, right. you know. And um, I found that difference in my mind and my heart really early on, um, watching my parents not just pick up a Bible and be like, that's cool, um, but pick up a Bible and, and actually and lead. Yeah, yeah and, and my dad leading the family, which is cool. Um, and so um, wow. anyways, yeah. That's, me, real, that's really cool. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah. So for me... I grew up playing basketball like crazy. I was year-round, so I didn't really play many other sports other than like track for a mm-hmm. bit just to keep my body in shape for basketball. Um, but ended up, uh, my big story is I ended up touring my meniscus three times, and so injury was a really big identity that I struggled with because I was currently always on crutches and always going through surgery, and, and I was really good and I had people like kind of looking at me at the first like, few years, freshman, sophomore year, mm-hmm. um, but then things would just kind of fall apart. Yeah. Um, and then I'd get back and I'd be excited and I'd be rejuvenated and coaches would start looking at me again, it'd be fun. I'd get excited and junior year comes around, tore my meniscus again, and then again, go Jeez. back, go physical therapy again. Like you can imagine the disheartening. Just right. People can probably relate to that because it's, it's very common. And um, again, getting excited for my senior year and right before senior year starts, tore my meniscus again. And so I went through a lot of different struggles in that area, but man, God's grace was all over because he knew my heart and uh, he knew even the passion and the talent I had. And uh, I was really, really just excited about the idea of, you know, playing in Europe or playing right. wherever. And uh, said, you know, God, if it's your will, do it. And uh, so I ended up only having about 15 minutes of total game film from like four years of, <laughs> yeah. or high, four years of high school. And so I put it into like this little you know, a two minute mix and yeah. send it out to literally, I'm not kidding. Some people are like, this doesn't make any sense. I, I sent it out to 500 colleges yeah. in, in, in the United States. A lot of people don't know that. And uh, I got about That's 18 people to, to message me back, yeah. um, which is not always a great ratio, but it was everything to me. It was something. Yeah. yeah. And um, I had a lot of JUCOs. I had a lot of um, NAIA teams and a lot of D3 teams. But um, I feel like God was really calling me to California. Hmm. I don't know why I was always wanting to be in California. And so I ended up uh, going on a recruiting trip with my dad, and we ended up, ended up finding a spot um, in San Jose, um, West Valley College. So I played two years there, by God's grace. And what's so cool is I was uh, I knew my trainers really, really well in high school <laughs> because of all the, the crap I went through and injuries yeah. I went through. But um, in college, I didn't even meet my trainer. Yeah, that's didn't even, good. Didn't even meet him, which is wow. so cool. Um, so to this day, I play basketball. I love it. Um, I don't play professionally. My career officially ended, but yeah. I'm doing something else, which is great. Um, but my knees are... are fine i probably play better now than i ever have which is crazy yeah. mm-hmm. um and so that's really god's grace but um yeah ended up uh moving from san jose to gcu uh in phoenix arizona to finish my degree i was pursuing business marketing and then ended up going down the route of um uh, pursuing um 
Christian studies because I got around a bunch of crazy cats at Encounter and mm-hmm. met a guy named Chase Wiggins. And, uh, he, he inspired me to see the greater depth of who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And I explored that depth um, on my private time, and God really got a hold of my heart and said, maybe the things that I've given you, the talents I've given you, is not the destination, but maybe it's the vehicle to your yeah. destination. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that's really powerful. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So I was... Really inspired by the idea that maybe my leadership ability and my faith could be put into practice in a leadership realm yeah. um, and not on a bench role, like right. I was really used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, ended up going to GCU, finding the love of my life, which God told me, he was like, go to Phoenix, Arizona. I'm not hyper-spiritual by any means. But he's like, go, go to Phoenix, Arizona, finish your degree and find your wife. And so I was like, okay. Wow. And so I went there, finished my degree, found wifey, and uh, we were very ministry-focused. Uh, and speeding through this, the, the last, um, last year before I moved back to San Jose, I was in Austin, Texas. Uh, Marissa and I, my wife, we, uh, we were called to move to Austin, Texas to help plant a church uh, called Planet Shakers, a uh, very well-known church in Australia. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were able to kind of help them really launch something off the ground, which was cool. Marissa was doing uh, worship, and I was uh, kind of starting the Young Adults group over there. And we yeah. got to see kind of a mini revival, if you will, of God starting something literally from a very, very secular place mm-hmm. um, in Texas. Um, we saw uh, in even like six months, like no young adults were coming. That No one was no one was excited about wow. this, this church plant. But we saw like 60 to 70 young adults consistently start coming. And um, they still, it's still going on, which is awesome. Uh, praise God. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to really be part of um, really like harvesting of something brand new, which was really fun. And so um, miraculously, like we were only there for three days short of a year. And God called us back to the Bay, uh, back for me, not for Marissa. And yeah, ended up getting a call from Chase again, same guy who was here in San Jose and said, hey, there's an opportunity for you to, to lead some youngsters. Uh, to Jesus, and we think you're the person. And I said, that's very funny, because about two weeks before that, I had felt in my heart that God was going to do something super weird, super crazy, super different, and uh, but it was going to be familiar to me. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm ready for whatever that is. Like I said, I'm not hyper-spiritual, but that was what I felt in my heart. And so I was like, this is definitely it. And so I was about to go into a basketball game. Uh, I was playing out in Austin, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, this is what it is. And so I said, okay, let's, let's make it happen. And so about two months later, I ended up being here uh, back in the Bay and uh, made love every minute of it. So currently right now, uh, Marissa and I, my wife, we oversee about, I think I did the numbers today, about 150 to mm. 200 youngsters every, nice. uh, every week uh, between two services, I guess you would say. It's our Thursday service and then our Sunday experience, which is uh, our, our move groups, our small group curriculum. Mm. And uh, we're loving every minute of it. Seeing some breakthrough, and uh, man, God's God's been cool uh, mm. to us. So yeah, that's kind of me in a three-minute, four-minute window. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, how? And so I, I like that uh, you got to see your your dad and your family. Heck yeah, find him as well because. I mean, most of the people, I don't even want to say most people that we've interviewed, but I guess yeah. most people who grow up in a heavy church mm-hmm. uh, or a religious, spiritual family, oftentimes, you know, you find your way away from it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so it was interesting that you never had the experience that those people had because... Yeah. Your dad wasn't coming from it from a like, oh, this is what I know and this right. is how it is and this right. is what you do and, you know, things like that. And so you got to see a lot of like vulnerability totally. uh, in him um, or even just in your parents in general. But um, 
what would you I don't know if I want I don't know if I want guidelines or recommendations. Come out. What would <laughs> what would you say to somebody that is maybe um new in their faith? Um, as far as, I don't know, necessarily expectations or what are some ground rules uh, that they should have so that they don't get, obviously you'll see discouragement. Yeah, totally. um, You're going to see challenge, discouragement, yeah. failure. You're going to see all of those yeah. things. Um, so somebody that's fresh has the open roadmap. open mind and they haven't taken in too much yet. Yeah. So those, I feel like those types of tips would help them yeah. very early to not stray away. So yeah. what would, I don't know, a no, couple of things. I, I totally be. get where you're going. Um, great question. I'd say the biggest thing is, um, wow, that's a great question. Um, there is a there's a, uh, I wouldn't know if it's just the word stigma, but if there's a kind of a culture in today's church world or Christianity world where um, everything is so easily accessible through technology, yeah, even right. through this, yeah. which is awesome. And technology is awesome, and it also can be a weapon in a bad way. Mm. Uh, but what's so crazy is everything's so accessible that we are constantly in the Christian world. This is the Christian world, bar- bar- barraged by sermon content, mm-hmm. scriptures popping up on your phone, maybe even just things in people. Uh, if you follow a lot of Christian websites or different things on Instagram, you see everything all the time. And there's this idea, and I've even told my wife about this the other day, is that there's this um, concept, even we were born with, to even into school, we're supposed to be learning and growing yeah, and right. always pr- progressing. And that's very difficult and contradictory with sometimes how we feel. In my life, I feel like sometimes I don't, I'm not growing. I'm not seeking. I don't feel like I want to know anything else. I yeah. don't want to go that route. And wow. so what I would tell to our listeners who are literally so fresh in Jesus, so yeah. fresh in, in, in going to church or finding a great community of, of Christ believers is stay basic. Yeah. Stay basic. And I love it. There's not much else that Jesus preaches when he goes around other than, hey, the kingdom of heaven. Right. of heaven. He's not like, here's a 10-step guide and make sure you know all of it because the test is coming. Right. There's nothing like that in there. Yeah. Hmm. He says, stay basic, keep it keep it simple, yeah. love me, love people, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so what I'd say to our believers is is a lot of people you maybe know who have, who have hurt you or or you have a bad a rap, bad rap from what the church is or who, who Christians are in general, yeah. I think our, would probably 90% of them would be fit in a spot where they were trying to know too much. Mm. They went down a lane that they, they, got, they got hurt because they went to a, a, a certain rally or a certain thing and yeah. someone said something that you need to have all these, recommend, have all these cr- criteria to be at the spot and you need to not wear that funny hat when you're in, when you're in service and you, what's the skinny jeans all about? You need to be wearing these, this pants suit. You know, all these different things are, it's like, it's just, it's just this constant, constant, constant search for more and it's great to know scripture. I'm not contradicting that by any means. It's great to continue to dive into the word. I do it every single day. And, and some people think, man, as a pastor, you must be diving in like five hours a day. It's like, no, I take 30 to 40 minutes strategically, like center my heart yeah. around God every yeah. day because I need a realignment every morning. Yeah. But I keep it basic. Right. I go back to the word. I'm like, God, you're the center. And I, I although I don't want to love my brother who yeah. is next to me today, right. I want, I, I need to, and I want to, like, I want to be more like you. And so mm. That's as simple as it comes down to. Gotcha. Keep it basic. So then what does um what does that process look like for you? Are you yeah. like the the morning oh, like man. start my day? Like oh, I, yeah. Or is it like whenever it like hits and comes, like you're a busy yeah. guy, so I'd say that goes back to kinda of like um uh everyone has uh an understanding of who they are. Yeah. And there's also a desire for who they want to be. Mm. 
And I find myself kind of in that spot, and a great question again, because I know I'm definitely not a morning guy yeah. <laughs> at yeah. all, yeah. at all. I remember um, we were texting at like 2.30 in the morning yeah. one time. I was like, I know if he's up right now, yeah, he's not getting up not at 7. Like, <laughs> I, I can knock out. A lot of people I know cannot sleep more than like two, three hours, and mm-hmm. then they wake up. But I, I can knock for 12 hours and, and not know yeah. anything of what's going on. I've slept through car alarms before. Um, slept Jeez. through a lot of uh, fire alarms. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Um, so yeah, for me, I, I desire schedules that like, you know, people are like, I woke up at five and I read my Bible to 10 and grabbed some breakfast and I was on my way to work or whatever, you know, and I'm like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's crazy stuff, you know, but yeah. I desire that. But I think ultimately, and I think even a lot of good pastor friends of mine have told me this, that it's not even really about that. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's great that in the morning, that's awesome for you and schedules will help or hurt that you know yeah but i think the big thing is and i think that it's great to start off whatever you do in the morning or whatever you do if you don't have five minutes to read the word you do have a drive yeah to your work probably or a walk or a bike ride right or a shower at least you know where you can get your mind right yeah um, it doesn't say anywhere make sure you read this mm-hmm. the bible speaking right yeah uh, make sure you read this in the morning for at least 10 minutes a day or right. your day is going to be horrible right it's not saying that it's saying renew your mind yeah daily and so i've had moments where i only had 10 seconds because I knew this situation was when I walked in the door it was about to be right, wild. Right. And I'm like, Lord, renew my mind right now. And guess what? That's all the prerequisite <laughs> yeah. I needed for that day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that's man, I think that's really important. So I think it's important to find Bible time. I think it's important to again again, like I said, keep it simple. But I think it's important to whatever you do, if you're morning, your night, whatever it is for that time where you take more time with God, to start out at least being like, yeah. Whoo, I don't feel good this morning, Lord, but help me, you know, yeah. renew me. So Yeah. I had a question about what you were talking about at the end of um, when you first started. um, You said being hyper-spiritual, but you were saying it as in a try not to direct people towards something that's really crazy, but trying to follow what God was speaking to you. So describe to our listeners the difference between being hyper-spiritual and hearing the voice of God. (laughs) That's a really good question. Um, Man, I think we all know a hyper-spiritual person. We just may not know it. Yeah. Um, I have I probably have two examples of, of that we'll make it easy for our listeners um, it's funny it's funny um, I say that and I, I, I forewarn people of that sometimes because I think we've all known somebody and if you don't um, it might be a good thing um, no it's like kidding but um, where there's somebody who would claim to be a Christian and love Jesus um, but think every single thing they know they hear they see yeah. has to be God yeah. um, and I'm not neglecting the fact that God is all around us right. bottom line like there, there is a sky, yeah. there is a earth, there is things in the earth, and right. they're all from God, no yeah. doubt. Um, but I would say that term is thrown around a lot um, to, and like I said, I used it in the idea to say, like, look, like, people do hear from God still. Like, right. some people don't believe that. Like, it's crazy, you know, like, some like some people actually really believe that like, God's done speaking yeah. to his people, and that's so contradictory of the word. Right. Um, God gives us very, very clear indications that he's speaking. Yeah. That there's things there. Um, even with the word we talked about with the, the Range Rover. You know, right, it comes down right. to like God is so evident yeah. in everything that we do. Right. And so um, that's kind of one indication of someone who is very, very, very hyper-spiritual is what the word would be. We would claim it. It's kind of a Christianese word. Uh, but on the other end, there is a lot of people I know and I admire and I even admire to be more like that where they're spiritually aware. Mm, yeah. Spiritually aware of God. And I think there's times where if you call yourself a Christian and and you really believe that you know God's all around us. There's times where you can go on a hike 
Mm-hmm. And there can be moments where you get caught up and you're like, wow. Yeah, this is crazy. This is just a few trees. Yeah. But I notice now, God, right. like, wow, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of your wow. spirit, even right now. I'm right. Some chills. Hello. Yeah. Right? But it's like, oh, I'm spiritually aware, Lord, that I am just a creation in a creator's wow. hand. Yeah. You know? Like, wow, that's crazy. And so there's a fine line between those two things. And I think people sometimes dance on that line. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. There's grace in that uh, all day long. We've all probably claimed that God spoke to us at some point and said something. And it probably wasn't exactly right. right. Just keeping it real. Yeah. Keep doing this. Um, and that's true. But there's grace in that. you know. And I think just finding that, that bottom line, how do you know you're not hyper-spiritual? Is it um, line up? Is it parallel with God's word? Yeah. Is it parallel with God's word? Would God say that yeah. to you? Um, and if he, if, if it sounds a little off, it probably is a little off, right? You know? Um, so yeah. Yeah. I think that's the hard part because like oftentimes we want to associate a feeling or a vibe that we got and say, well, and match it with what we want. It's like, okay, no, this is yes. God, you know me. Right. This yeah, is exactly dude. it. You're and, giving me that answer, and, and it doesn't it, like, necessarily mean like that. I've yeah. heard it spoken so many times. Like, don't follow your feelings. Right, right. And one of the most frustrating things that people I hear in the world constantly is follow your heart. Mm. Don't follow your heart. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Listen, please do not follow your heart. Like, if I would have followed my heart, I would have married a really, really weird woman. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you. you yeah. Know, I would have yeah. been in a weird situation. Yeah. Or I couldn't trust her. I couldn't be in this, you know, this spot. And so, yeah. please recognize. You know, there is so many emotions wow. that go through your brain. Mm-hmm. So many emotions that go through your brain. If we're keeping it real, there's yes. there's there's a lot of hatred. Mm. There's a lot of even I've I've heard many testimonies of people who are they love life, but there's been crazy suicidal thoughts that have mm-hmm. gone through their head at times. Yeah. You yeah. don't trust your feelings. You don't trust emotions. You trust the word of God. Mm-hmm. And you trust even what um, solid people in your life can yeah. help you, yeah. right? Walk with you. Um, you trust what they say and, you know, and what they're encouraging you to do. So mm. it's good. I remember talking in some of our earlier episodes, and I was trying to explain exactly what you were saying. Yeah. Of just a general sense of just awareness. Awareness, yeah. Um, of just like... I don't have the answer. I can't put the word on it. None of those things, but I know within my own skin, I'm a creation of you. Yeah. Some way or another, it's going to yeah. figure itself out. Totally. And that is like, I feel like just the answer to so many, totally. so many things like, you know what I'm saying? It's beyond yeah. you. No, like, totally. Accept it. Yeah. Like literally just yeah, accept, accept it. it yeah. Um, wow. As, uh, as far as, um, being a youth pastor goes, how do you, What's your process in developing your content to okay. speak yeah. to your kids? Um, yeah. Well, God's kids, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kids I'm entrusted to. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, great question. I, I really love... It's funny. There's um, there's kind of two ways I, I would say that people kind of go about it, and I'm, I'm one of them. Um, uh, some people uh, read the Word, and they get really passionate about a scripture. Mm-hmm. And um, although I, I, I'm not particularly always that... that way yeah um i have been before but wait we're it's so weird god speaks to you in the way that he can best get a hold of your heart yeah. you know and it's funny i uh, like i said i was pursuing business marketing yeah uh for two years of my life and so every time i see something in the world it almost goes backwards and so instead of a bible oh, wow. preached yeah. to the world right. i have the world preached to me and it influences mm-hmm. me to preach yeah um, the, the, the word mm-hmm. and so it's kind of funny when i uh even with the whole concept i love living by and i don't know if i've told you guys this before but um i would always uh, about two three years ago there was people who walked around with the um hats and the and the brand obey mm-hmm. yeah and i thought to myself and god spoke to me right there and he's like that's all we do we just obey. We just obey, yeah. The culture puts something in front of you and puts the, the, the top song on it, and you obey and you download it because that's what you do. Wow. 
And I thought to myself, what a concept. Right. What a Bible concept that when Jesus came into the world, he didn't obey the world. He disobeyed it. Yeah. And so all the content that I love preaching on, like, that's like my heartbeat. If you mm-hmm. have a mantra that'll be on your, your tombstone, that's what it'll be for me. Like disobey. Disobey. You yeah. know, right. if, if, if the culture, if the religious culture says, man, I can't wear a baseball hat in the service, I'm going to wear it. Yeah. You know, um, they say you need to wear a you know, suit and a tie. I'm going to wear skinny jeans <laughs> right. and a ripped up shirt. You know, yeah. because Jesus is coming for people like that. Right. Now he's not coming from the stuffy. Yeah. You know, uh, he can't get to their hearts. Right. He loves all people, but he, he can't get to their hearts. Right. And so for me, like content really comes in branding, and I love it because it's really fun that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and so hmm. every single every single time, um, and it's not even when I'm reading the Bible. I hear some. I hear God a lot more sometimes where I'm just I'm walking around. You know, yeah. and I experience him. Like I said, I experience him just in my everyday life. Um, some people, you know, I think think I'm probably being disrespectful in worship or, or even in church because I'm texting. Yeah. They think I'm texting, but I'm not. I'm actually on my phone writing ideas Oops. down that are really, really yeah, powerful to me. Yeah, right, you right. Know? And, and there'll be great <laughs> sermons that are preached, yeah. you know, and um, I'll say it's just that person that preached it. Like, man, what a great message. And they'll say, you know, what's awesome about it? I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah. it was great. But I don't know what happened. <laughs> but whatever you did speaking opened up things in my heart that I have three messages I could speak out of it now. Right. You know? Right. And um, so that's... That's kind of where it comes from me. Like I'll have I have a, a list probably of close to you know 200 different ideas I could speak on. Yeah. And um, a note on that too. Some people I think all they care about is sermons and messages and stuff like that. But yeah. But please know the heart of what a sermon and message is is something that people want to say. Mm-hmm. That is backed by God's word, right? Yeah. So that's what it comes down to. Is my heart is is to say God whatever you want to say with my hands open. Yeah. Right. Every single day whatever you want to say I'll say it. You know that's yeah. backed by your word. And then you go find that, you go find where God's directing you to, you know, and usually sometimes it'll be a, uh, an idea of obey or disobey, and then it will go to the right to the verse. He'll give yeah. it to me and he'll remind me of something I read and he'll go right to that. So yeah, kind of cool. How can we as millennials yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, guide and help the middle schoolers and high schoolers yeah. that are coming up, really um, you know, they have access to everything we have access to um but i think i just think our i just think our generation is so special because we were raised without the technology and then we got it like at really prime times of our lives right actually um and like you know the generation before us had zero percent with technology and generation after us is a hundred percent with technology (laughs) we're the only ones that are like a little bit of both handoff era um you know what i'm saying so i think we are like the ones equipped literally to be able to transcend like all the generations that are going to follow because they're all going to be born and dead with the technology yeah um so even just like how yeah how can we kind of uh guide them or inspire them or even support them because it might be weird for a 24 25 mm-hmm. year old guy to go talk to a middle school no, or totally. a high school um but obviously a lot of us have siblings um yeah, i have yeah, yeah. i have half siblings that are 11 9 and 7 yeah uh you know what i'm saying so how how can we help them um, I know obviously, you know, you're speaking on platform and that's sure. going to be completely different, but then, then you still just... have moments and transactions with these people yeah. outside of the platform that's really good. Um, to where you can kind of just talk to them, relate with them. And so I, maybe how do you go about that sure. um, or some recommendations you might have for some of us? No, that's really good. Um, 
Yeah, I'll speak on two different things because I know a lot of us maybe listening are non-Christians. Yeah. And that's awesome. Um, praise God. And that's awesome that yeah. you are listening and we welcome that. Um, and secondly, the people who are Christian. Um, so I want to speak to kind of two different genres. Yeah. People, yeah. Which is awesome. Um, for those who are Christians um, and maybe you are in a family that's Christian, maybe you're not. It's cool. But for you specifically, you are. Um Know that you have a voice, you have an influence, you have an ability mm-hmm. to speak out and to believe what you believe, which is what God has given you. Right. That you have a power to influence your, your world, whatever that is. Could be your family, could be your 11, your 9-year-old, your 7-year-old, so yeah. 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 Uh, your sister, your brother. And so um, continue to remind them and love on them, even if they don't know Jesus, they don't know you, they yeah. don't know God, they don't know God. To, to say, hey, like, I, I'm thinking about you. I care about you. You know, a lot of a lot of suicides that happen in the world, a lot of things that happen in this world like that, um, no one ever took the time just not to reach out. Yeah. And it's simple as acknowledgement. I know that sounds cheesy sometimes, but as simple as a smile. Yeah. Never taken, you know, serious care of. Um, but second, which is more of an interesting thing for people who maybe wouldn't call themselves a Christian, um, I think that it's important, and I know a lot of my cousins, like I said, Family is family. Not everyone in the family can be Christian. That's real. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of cousins who I know go down wrong paths because they're so addicted to certain things. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about necessarily substance. Right. But I'm talking about things that wouldn't necessarily be sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is two wow. things that came to mind is spending too much time with people mm-hmm. that probably aren't the best influence. Right. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, and, that, and that, there's not really a, a, a level there sometimes yeah. when you're, you know, when you're in the world, you're like, man, I don't really know where that line you can't really is. Gauge it, you know, yeah. it's difficult, and so I, I get that. Um, but secondly, also is, um, I don't. Um, how do I say this? The phone, the phone, the phone. Like, there's so much power in the phone. Right. Like I said, Gray mentioned really like, man, I, I grew up with a, a flip phone was my first phone. Yeah. And then I had a, uh, what was it? A rumor, a rumor <laughs> like slide up phone yeah. that was fun, and like the, yeah. the like the keyboard would actually go out because of right. buttons. Right. Um, that was really fun. And I remember my, even my dad had like a brick phone, you know, yeah. so we were literally in the handoff generation where yeah. we're never going to see that again. Right. Just t- touch screen and whatever else from now on. Yeah. Um, but man, I think a lot of our youth speaking to the youth, cause that's my specialty is they're so addicted to their phone. Yeah. Um, that they are never willing to want to look up to mm-hmm. even engage. And so if we're speaking to that, and this is now both Christians and non-Christians, uh-huh. if you have someone in your life, you can mentor and you you can love on a brother, sister, cousin, whatever it is, just yeah. a friend down the street. If you can intentionally spend even whatever time it is, yeah. quality time with them, not quantity, like I'm not saying you're discipling this person every day for the, you know, whatever, but you're, when you do see them, you know, when you're parking your car, when you do see them at a family gathering, take intentional time where they hopefully can get away from their phone. Yeah. They can spend time with a good person who is genuinely caring about them. And I can tell you right now that the people, the time I've spent with our students, um, I know because I was one of them, that when my pastor mm-hmm. took intentional time to come talk to me for five minutes, yeah. it meant more than me. It meant more to me than my whoever was close to me spending a whole day with me. Right. Because he took time and said, "How are how are you doing?" Right. And I I trusted that person enough to be like, "This is kind of where I'm at," mm. um, because I knew that they had my best interest in mind. Yeah. And my and my best heart in mind. And you have to be a Christian to to have that. Yeah. And a lot of people who love 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 to talk and love 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 to be around people who love them mm-hmm. and uh that's that's a great starting spot right and so um yeah man if we could all be more intentional with people be a lot less hatred in this world and a lot less confusion yeah. misunderstandings um, and yeah be all around better so 
um, with the the note on technology and the phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just did a social media slash like technology episode, so cool. you know pros and cons, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? How do you use your phone to improve yourself? Ooh, that's a really good question. Or like maybe top apps, or I got, I have all the social yeah. media on like the second and third page and not on the front. Or that's what, you actually know, really funny. You said, yeah, actually, I just started doing that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, wow. I just started doing that. It's really funny. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't hear I didn't hear it from anybody. So that's yeah. funny. I've never even heard that. Um, so <laughs> I went on a social media fast uh-huh. because when even the whole thing I just talked about, I started recognizing I'm like, man, if you really look I'm at yourself, hooked. yeah, or if you look at somebody else, even. They'll just, anytime you just sit down anywhere, you just pull your phone out. Yep. It's just literally just, natural. It's like second It's like when someone yawns, yeah. you yawn too. And right. it's literally the same thing. When someone pulls their phone out, you yeah. pull your phone out too. It's just like this. You're like, ooh, it's they like disengage. This, so yeah, it's I like can, this yeah. way we can like all coexist but yeah. not exist like right. together. It's very mm-hmm. interesting, but it is like union. You yeah. know, it's like this, everyone just kind of becomes closer when they're on their phones, even if they're not texting each other. Right. Anyways, for me, um, yeah, I do have my social media bucket of apps that yeah. is on the third page nice. which has three pages um and my banking's back there too which is weird i'm not sure why i've done uh, probably, i've done that before that was how i yeah, even knew that's that, probably so. a good thing uh, my first page and i even marissa my wife she just did this um she has nothing on her first page and it's just a just picture empty. of yeah. um which is pretty cool she made this um and i love it because i'm like you just inspired me this is yesterday um yeah. she made a graphic on her phone just really basically um mm-hmm. that said like the goals that she's attacking. Right. And uh, so like, that's the, her wallpaper. Yeah. With like the yeah. Yeah, wallpaper. And I was like, Oh, so it's like, it's like your wallpaper and nothing's like, you know, mess, messing it up. And I was yeah. like, that's cool. So every, every time she looks at it, it intentionally reminds her that. Yeah. And so that's cool. Um, but the first thing I always put on there is, um, uh, I think I have like my camera, my photos and I have the Bible app. Hello. Uh, and I have notes. Notes. Uh, mine, I'm a note guy. We've been yeah. that all day long. Yeah. Um, I just showed someone. I was so proud. I showed someone the other day. I'm almost to 3,000 notes Jeez, on my dude. phone. Yeah. Do crazy. you write so many notes that it gets hard to like organize them into the oh, folders? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, we it's, got the unfiled notes. I don't even notes, try. Yeah, I don't even try to do that. Yeah. But I think it's, there's something to be said about notes. 3,000, bro. Dude, literally 3,000 notes on, on the iPhone. Crazy, right? And my oldest note's like 2008 or something. Damn. Crazy. So yeah. I was able to like sing them all over, which was wild. Still don't know how it's possible because no one right. understands the cloud. Right. No one understands no the one cloud. Understands. It's true. <laughs> but uh, what's cool about note-taking, since we're just going there, yeah. uh, is, is uh, even I forget the scripture verse. Maybe y'all do, but um, uh, I forget. But it's in New Testament. But it's, uh, somewhere it says in New Testament, man, write it down. Write it hmm. down and make testimony, it yes. Testimony, man, write it down. And so right now, for people who receive words from God or anything that really is defiant, um, that there's just a, this moment that really marked you. Uh, mm-hmm. It could be an emotional moment, it could be a spiritual moment, it could be even just a physical thing that happened, a great whatever. Yeah. Um, write it down. Right. Remember it. Um, I, I dedicated myself to this, and hopefully someone gets inspired by this. I dedicated myself when I was like, I think I was like 17 um, when I kind of started taking notes. Um, to be like, you know what, anytime God blesses me, even if it's like, I got a free Starbucks coffee, mm. I'm going to write it down. Wow. And I dedicated myself to it. And so I have this note. It's a running note. It's active. It'll never be finished until the day I die. Yeah. And it says God's blessings in my life. And I have like five chapters of it. But it's, if I printed it out, I printed it out like two years ago. Yeah. And that was like 70 pages. Jesus. Which is crazy, mm. right? 
But it's the idea that I've already read it through like once or twice. Right. It's like a book, you know. Yeah. But um, it's it's everything. Yeah. The good, bad, and the ugly, because there's blessings even in the ugly stuff. Did you start like from yeah. old stuff and then carried on from where you were? Mm-hmm. Just in that I, moment. In that moment, I started it. And that's honestly, it's crazy. It, the first one on it is thank you, Lord, for redeeming me from uh, knee surgery. Mm. The first one. Yeah. So it's a very detailed account, which is cool. A lot of people go back to their Instagram and they can start three years ago and they can scroll through their life and basically do a synopsis of their life. Right. All the yeah. most important things. Right. Um, and that's cool. Um, and I, I, I do that too. That's fun. But mm. when you go back to God's blessings in my life, it's yeah. centered around him. Yeah. And so everything you do in your life, you go back to, you say, wow, even through the good, bad, and the ugly, yeah. like it all really surrounded around him. You could literally make a blog post oh. and just upload that. Dude. And it would just—it would be super long, but Dude, it would be so it's dope. It's raw, man. It's it's raw. Raw. To, to read through that—that's crazy. And it's raw. And maybe, maybe we've talked on this, man. <laughs> like, like, please know who may be listening. And that's just encouragement to me, myself. But when you pray, when you when you journal, don't make it look pretty. Right. Yeah. Like, let it be raw because yeah. you're gonna remember the rawness. It's not gonna be. Right. And thank you, God, for now turning this around. It could be like more of a prayer, like now, God, turn this around. Right. Because yeah. like, I need you to come in clutch. You know, yeah. and He will. There's things I journaled three or four years ago about a wife, and now I'm looking at her every day. Yeah. You know, and that's real. You know, mm-hmm. your journals are your prayers. On that. Yeah, dude. Um, how often do you go back to your old journals? Do you go back mm-hmm. to the random times of your life and just like, let me like reread this? Yeah. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Oh, wow. <laughs> you got to the you got to the bad part of the note taking. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no, it's true. When we even like we take sermon notes or whatever or anything that is yeah. a class, yeah, or something that's important or. You got a recipe that you like. You never go back to it. You know, yeah. some people write things down and they just want to write it down and mm-hmm. never go back to it. And I think that's a, a, a curse of what happened in school because <laughs> we don't yeah. go back to it. But for me, um, wow. with notes, right? Um, I, uh, I, I think it's a big thing in our world that we don't like to remember what's happened. We like to we like to either stay current or dream about the future. Yeah. And we don't like to even when we pray for something and God delivers it, we don't like to celebrate it. Mm-hmm. You know, and we even kind of like just kind of poo it. Um, but for me, um, yeah, when it comes to the whole note-taking thing, um, I want to definitely be better about going back to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's important. Yeah, I think people try to uh, to rush the process of development. Um, totally. They're just like, okay, now that I got this on this paper, I'm going to the next page, and I don't have to go back to totally. what I just wrote. Um, I try to do it every day of like... If I wrote something today, tomorrow when I go back totally. to restart read something, it. I'm going to read what I no, wrote totally. before I start. Mm-hmm. And I fail a lot of the times. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why is that? And I think you just explained it. Yeah. We're just, we're just trying to go forward. Programmed. Yeah, dude. Just continue crazy. on. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Um, um, how do well, how do you go about deciding where you're at in your scripture? Mm-hmm. Um, like, do you just you know, feel feel a random thing, or you're like, you get the verse of the day, and like, all right, I'm gonna go there, or yeah, like, yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> um, actually, I just started changing it up. It's kind of funny. Cool. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a weird one when um I go to the Word, but um I had this journal, and I don't I don't love I'll be I'll be very candid. Like I don't love when you like, oh like our church is starting this new journal program. We're gonna be doing this. I'm like I don't say I'm like no nah, I do my own thing. I'm right. I'm kind of renegade. Yeah. Um, but I really found this cool journal that I was interested in. And our youth was doing it, so I was like, I'm going to do it. And honestly, about a, about a month in, I was like, this is not happening. Yeah. Like, this is not happening. Mm. Um, I love the idea of journaling always. Like I said, note-taking is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but they had like this this like level of like, whatever you would read. And it had this weird thing. I'm not sure who wrote it. 
we love you. Um, but <laughs> but it was like four different verses that yeah. correlated kind of, but yeah. like very. It's hard without having context. Yeah. Right. Um, and and you're I'm just like, getting like three yeah, words. You're from getting three, yeah. yeah, it's like in a piece of together. It says I love you, and it's like that's it. You right. know, and it's like oh man. So this was. It, 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 I needed more. Yeah. You know, and I'm not like necessarily more more uh, as in like more reading. I just needed more depth to each thing. And so right. I'm more of a guy who's really like I said keep it basic. Where I will open my Bible and I will. I will read literally from, from, from say Luke two to Luke Luke four on one day. Yeah. I'll close my book, and I'm a footnote guy, so yeah. I, have, I have a study Bible, so I love reading footnotes. Yeah. And I will I will get hung up on an idea, a concept, yeah. a, a word, for hours. Mm. You know. And another thing on that, it makes me feel sometimes like, man, I'm not doing as much. That's so not God. Right. That's so not God. His one word. Man, if you get if you yeah. get three chapter, if you get three verses in and you're stuck on it. That's awesome. Right. Like you're contemplating, you're learning, you're growing. You yeah. Know? Wow. And so, and, and, and this is said to me too once, and we kind of already recapped this, but um, like you, you, when you wake up in the morning, you have everything you've ever needed. Yeah. If you call yourself a Christian, if you love God, like you have everything you've ever needed. You woke up in and grace. everything else yeah. added onto you is just a plus. Right. It's just super, it's just surplus. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the way we should live our life every single day. Like, man, every single morning I wake up, I already have all that I need. Yeah. Like, we wake up striving. Constantly, you yeah. know, and so. Um, Did you listen to that sermon? No. Uh, by uh, Todd Michael Todd. Mm-mm. Michael Todd's legit though. Yeah, it's God. pretty much what he was talking. No about. way, really. We wake up striving. We wake up reach and reach and reach. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A pace of grace that God wants to walk at. Seriously, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, seriously, and that's that's the reality. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, I, I'd say Bible reading for me, I keep it really simple. Some people might not be in that spot. You yeah. Know? Uh, I do. I also try and add a little something, something on the, on top every time. Right. Um, I'm doing better, trying to do better about reading other books around it. Yeah. Um, I get a weird, maybe call it a conviction, a little, just a little like tap in my spirit when I want to go read an awesome book before yeah. I've read the word today. Yeah. And uh, that's just a personal thing. Could be different for right. you. Right. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm like. Shoot, like instead of going to Jesus, I want to talk about. I want to read this book about Jesus, and then like that just messes with me a little bit. Yeah, uh, especially per per daily. Yeah, because um, I I tend to get really really into a book. Yeah, where almost like it's more intense than a movie or anything. Yeah, because you know, I'm just like this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, and so like I love that, but um, it's in you know in 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 its right parameters. Right, you know, it's whether that's a, a Christian book or a non Christian book, it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, you were talking about so, yeah. that the other day, right? What about your stack of books? Um, yeah, we uh, one of our our first sit down with Chase because we just did a second one. Our cool. first sit down with Chase, um, he was um, he was talking about. I think I asked him like how he reads the Bible, and he was telling us about soap, right, stuff that's like that. Cool. But then. Um, he was just like, yeah, man, like, there's just, there's no book you should be reading more than the Bible. And yeah. like, and I obviously I heard it. I heard him say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to the episode probably three times while editing it. Cool. And then it took until like four months later when I went to re-listen to it. Yeah. And I was just, just sitting in it. It was like two in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like at my desk and I have like a Mark Batterson book. I got a business book, a sales book, a real estate book. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. going through all of them, right? Little yeah. piece by piece. Um, and I've been like trying to figure out, well, how am I going to add the Bible on top of this stack now, yeah. and section through it and things like that. And as I'm looking at the stack, I hear the voice over the speaker saying, the only book you really need to be reading is the Bible. <laughs> oh, and I man. literally just brushed all the other That's books true. aside. And I, boom, for the last like two months, I've been trying to figure out 
how am I going to get through the Bible? Yeah. A girl we interviewed from high school was like, sometimes it's one verse for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just a bunch of different uh, things have been coming together because I've been asking the same question to every single person yeah. that we've interviewed. Um, and so even earlier today, I was just telling Chase about it. I was like, you know what? I started looking for characters that I think I could relate to cool. in the Bible. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just start reading about people That's in the cool. Bible. Yep. And then I'll maybe like work my way through it. Yep. And so I was like, okay, I want to read about David. So mm-hmm. I was like, I Googled, okay, what books is David's story in? Yeah. So I started in Boom. First Samuel Easy. and all right, cool. Yeah. So I read like seven, seven, eight verses today. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally took the hour nap right after. That's it. And it was just like, wow. Like, that was, like, all I needed just in the process of him even being anointed. Like, all I only got to, like, his anointing and uh, a job or two he did after. Oh, I got to Goliath. So, yeah, maybe, gotcha. like, two chapters, gotcha. three chapters tops. Um, but it, it, was just, it was just enough. And I resonated with a little piece of it. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm, I'm more than yeah. good. Uh, with this right now so it's not something that needs to be overstressed it's not no. something that you should feel like you need to get all the way through no, it no, no. um but um yeah so another question i had yeah uh, just because you you are our age um and um you you came into your own with him, obviously with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was progressive in itself. Yeah. Um, but then you also had to go through a process of me and my family are trying to learn and live this. Um, how did you basically kind of maneuver growing up with that? Yeah. Um, because like I said, a lot of people that grow up in a maybe church or religious family, mm-hmm. it's like kind of put on them so they don't have their own opinion yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And you guys were kind of formulating it as oh, you were going that, through yeah. elementary, middle school, high school, yeah. so on and so forth. So how did, uh, I, I guess maybe part of that is just testimony to how you moved in your life to where you're able to just have faith and confidence in him yeah. and uh, stick to him. But what was, I don't even want to say what was defending your faith like, but what did that process look like of getting to yeah. where you're at now yeah. um, through coming to the Bay Area. I like the story you told uh, one time about uh, when you, uh, the roommates that you had oh, here man, and like dude. you leaving your Bible on the bed. Oh, yeah, uh, And man. when you came back, I'll like, every, yeah, so I, 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 I like, I like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of what defending sure. your faith has looked like. Yeah. Um, what those challenges have been like. Um, yeah. You know, what's funny is um, you never really think about that. Um, and it was kind of, a, I guess you could say, a really divine setup by God that, like you said, I, I did find my faith with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, I was in a very crucial age, man, like eight years old. It's mm-hmm. like prime time, you know, especially now, like uh, I was asking uh, our youth, even when I was speaking a few weeks back, like you ask yourself a question very, very early in life. Who am I? Right. And uh, that relates very, very well to that kind of age, you know, eight, nine, ten. And so on. Um, my faith, my family and I were, were definitely, uh, I guess you could say, started being churchgoers. That's mm. where kind of where I think it starts. Mm. You know, we got invited by my auntie, uh, who lived in Washington. And we were like, cool, we'll go. You know, and so uh, my dad uh, grew up kind of in more of an Orthodox setup, and uh, so he didn't really love going at first. And so mm. um, I kind of felt like at first he was kind of like the the if there was a, a level. Of yeah. like spirituality, yeah. my sisters and I were kind of running, and my mom was helping my dad kind of mm. get more involved, you yeah. know. And so my mom started shooting up, and my dad started really finding a relationship, not religion. Yeah, and he really started running with it, and so it was cool. But mm. I think within the context of everyone really 
growing in Christ, I begin to kind of see myself as kind of a spiritual leader yeah. really, really early, wow. which is really cool, um, but also really weird. Uh, because you have this moment when you choose to be more spiritual than physical, mm-hmm. where you have to make very, very serious decisions right. at a very young age, right? Yeah. And so um, that was also a blessing and cursing. Yeah. Um, because I know that the whole the whole concept, I think that a lot of the believers in the New Testament have to ask themselves very, very early, once they accepted Jesus, once they they encountered His His love, His presence, whatever it was, is now how am I going to be set apart? Yeah. How am I going to be set apart? And so. Growing up through high school, like going into college, like my whole mantra was like set apart, going back to the obey versus disobey. Yeah. The people in the world obey. Christians, they're called, not always doing it. Right. We're not, we're not always hypocrites by choice. It's a world out there. It's difficult. Yeah. Okay? But i choosing to disobey my culture, mm. disobey the things that I'm going about. Yeah. You know? And my family wasn't always perfect. My family wasn't always running. I'm not always perfect. But I always chose to go back to the word, you know. And uh, and go back to God and be like I'm gonna I'm gonna be set apart even when I feel like I'm kind of marinating with the world yeah marinating it's a good word look it up uh, <laughs> marinating with the world and I'm kind of just sitting in that same kind of like just same place I've been yeah I'm gonna choose to be set apart and so yeah the story I gotta tell it uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah man I had a I had crazy crazy um, freshman year college stories as everyone does but uh, I didn't know anyone in the Bay when I moved here I knew my college coach barely yeah Coach Adam George. Uh, West Valley College. Hopefully you're listening. Uh, no. <laughs> but uh, no, I got a uh, I got a hook up with a dude. Uh, true story. I first time to first time to the Bay Area uh, living here. Um, my coach t- texted me the, the day the, the night before and said a guy by the name of Nate's gonna pick you up at the airport and he's gonna take you to your house and you're gonna stay there for two weeks for the first two weeks of practice and then you can come obviously move into your apartment. And right. I was like, okay. Um, and so there was no dorms, nothing like that, nothing fancy. Uh, no meal plan, nothing like that. So I was like, okay. So I do a day picnic from the from the, uh, from the uh, airport and drove me to um, uh, drove me to his house in Sunnyvale. So I was in Sunnyvale and uh, loved this dude to death and um, uh, all those great things. Uh, his family was awesome, but I lived in a very very uh, hot, stuffy room. And yeah. he, he would even say to himself, it was dirty. Um, and he had a dog, so I was basically cutting with the dog <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it was crazy. And then within like the first two weeks, I found an um, apartment complex and all my teammates kind of jumped on that. So we were sharing literally yeah. a one-bedroom apartment in Willow Glen. Yeah. Okay? The sketchy mm-hmm. part of Willow Glen. Okay? Right. Not yeah. the pretty part. Uh, in Willow Glen with four dudes. And I had the bedroom. So yeah. I had the bedroom because I just paid an extra few hundred bucks. Right. Okay? So I was like, this is my bedroom. This is mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I had the bedroom. Yeah. And I, I had three other dudes with me. Uh, one dude had the couch, which was my couch. Okay. Um, another dude had a sleeping bag on the ground. Another guy had put a mattress on the corner. Yeah. And so we were all living in this, like, I guess you said, it's kind of accessible in a way. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was it was home and it was cool. Uh, but I really quickly found out, going back to that set-apart thing, that these guys were not Christians. Mm-hmm. And maybe even one of them may have called himself a believer, but he didn't walk the, he didn't walk the lifestyle I was I was wanting. Yeah. You know, and that I was I was doing myself. Right. And so I had to very quickly find myself uh, in this place of how do I love a brother who's not like me, mm-hmm. um, but still exists with him. Yeah. And I think that's a very, very important topic in yeah. the world. Because um, every day you have somebody who doesn't agree with you. Even if you're not Christian, like mm-hmm. there's people all day long that don't agree with you. You know, so how can you exist with them? And so I found to exist really well with them, but they didn't really like to exist with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was a lot, of, a lot of stress. But it uh, ended up being that these guys were basically cocaine dealers. Yeah. Um, and they were dealing cocaine off my couch, my couch, hello, right? Uh, but I had to find that out in uh, kind of a harsh way. Um, I came home too, and there was 
crazy party scene on um, like a Tuesday, Wednesday nights. I'm like, people party on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights? I didn't yeah. even know. Uh, here I'm a small town kid from Oregon, you know, yeah. I didn't even know. Uh, but but uh, yeah, <laughs> I saw Coke came on couch. I saw girls in and out of my room, yeah. my room, right? And uh, there was a time where I was leaving for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And uh, I was really, really um, excited to go home for the family, see them. And I came back and I found a craziest array in my room. Um, there was like dirty sheets. My sheets were off the bed. Actually, the whole mattress was off the frame. Mm. Um, like my bookshelf was like tipped over. Shoes were everywhere. Uh, my cologne was gone, which is yeah. super weird. I'm, like, I'm not sure who takes cologne. Right. Um, but mm. it was just crazy in there. And I didn't find like, and this is a little PG-13, like blood on my sheets. Yeah. Um, and just, you could you could imagine the scene. It was really, really bad. Yeah. And um, I just began to, began to see like, shoot, like, I, I promise you, I, I sat down in my chair in my room, and I was like, Lord, I can handle this one or two ways. I can go crazy. I can want to f- threaten to fight somebody, and I probably will lose because these guys are big. <laughs> um, or two, I can I can show grace. I can remember this moment forever. Yeah. Maybe even share it on a podcast. Hello. Yeah. And and maybe maybe turn the cheek like Jesus said. That doesn't sound very sexy, you yeah. know. But mm-hmm. I'll do it. And so I did it, and it did not feel good. It was a hard pill to swallow. Um, but I got him back in a better way. So the next time I went on vacation, I uh, stripped my bed completely. <laughs> took, <laughs> took, all my, took all my cologne. Yeah. Took my cologne. Yeah, whatever. That was weird. <laughs> uh, took everything, though, that I, I was, you know, possession of me and uh, uh, stripped the whole bed or whatever and um, put the mattress uh, on the frame and I put a Bible on the bed. Hmm. And uh, I took a picture of it put it on Instagram. And I said, like, uh, purity in the bedroom or something like that. Uh, but it was funny. <laughs> but it was this idea that, uh, man, no, like, there's an authority, yeah, and um, and this is a respect thing. And right, I'm not gonna touch it. Mm-hmm. Came back, you know, five days later, nothing, nothing, nothing moved. Yeah, you know? um, which is cool. But uh, yeah, it's such a God thing. Um, but you know, and I can say I can go into a lot of depth in that. But I ended up like getting robbed twice that year. Yeah, you know, from the same dudes to pay for my rent, which was crazy. Yeah, um, and a lot of things. You know, bless their hearts. Even one of them, you know, apologized extremely later on in life for that because um, mm. he knew he was caught up in it. You know, but mm. but yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing I could say in that in that is just being man, being set apart is so vital because yeah. um, even I think it, it's Jesus who speaks it in the New Testament. He's a man. If, if if salt loses its saltiness, like what is it? Yeah, you know. So if Christians stop looking like and acting like Christians, then what are we? Right. We're just like everyone else. Yeah. You know. And I think that's a Christian pedestal in the world that sometimes people stand on and like to point at people. Mm-hmm. And that pedestal is nothing. No. It's nothing. Um, what makes us different is loving people. Yeah. Um, and showing grace. You know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I don't get to interview those three other dudes, but yeah. maybe and you know if they were ever on a podcast, hopefully they'd say something like, "Man, I'm happy that this dude showed us grace." Right. And that's powerful. Man. You know. So. Um. I can't remember. It was at the Vive conference. Yeah, dude. Great conference. uh, Are you just a busier religious person than your friends or something like that? Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember that. I don't know. Something like that about Mm -hmm. what you were just saying. And so it kind of reminded me of I wanted to ask you, what was was the biggest thing you took away from that conference? Dude, that conference wrecked (laughs) me. Um, Man, I, probably, maybe not if the top one, but one of them was that first message. Yeah. Um, great pastor. If you're curious about who to listen to and if you're new to the faith, um, look up a lot of great people. They're awesome. That Judas Smith. But Robert Madu is the guy who spoke there and um, that night, and he preached a message. Um, and I don't remember the exact um, uh, note or where it is in the Bible, but um, you can look up. Uh, Jairus's daughter and then you'll find it as well as um, the one with the blood issue 
Um, but um, I actually got that revelation about three years ago, about the 12 and the 12, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but what's awesome about that story is very, very basically, and you don't even know anything about that. This is the basic story, um, is there's people in your life that need to get out of your life. There's people that the enemy has sent on mission to not, that, that, that are not supposed to be in your life. Um, and only you know that. Mm. Only you know the girl that you're texting right now that you shouldn't be talking to. <laughs> Someone's like, I convicted just now. Oh. Um, there's, there's a person, texting while listening right, to this episode. Exactly, like, oh. right. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 How does he know? <laughs> Stop texting her. No. Uh, but but you, you only you know that. And, and those people, you have that feeling even when you're pursuing that person or whatever it is. It's not just a relationship thing. It could be anything, you know, um, that you know you need to tell them. To, to, to get out, not directly to their face, don't do that. But like, there's a thing where, even where you're, you can be as subtle as delete the number, you know, delete the number, get out of that situation. And so um, there's a great message and I could go into depth with it, but there's this concept of when you, when you get out, when you get things out of your life that aren't supposed to be there, mm-hmm. you have an opportunity for your life to it, not just get better, but to really experience the fullness of a life. Yeah. Um, and I, I really know even from personal experience, like I talked about just briefly, when my when my exes I knew were not supposed to be in my life really got out, which, by the way, it's a process. Mm-hmm. I don't think it could be an overnight thing, or even when you delete a number, it doesn't mean they're gone forever. It's, yeah. it's painful. I get that for sure. Um, but when you say get out and you stand on that, um, it's powerful because whoever you hang around is, 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 will be who you are. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you guys heard the great saying, right? The, show me your five best friends and I'll show you the next five years of your life. That's right. the reality. It's yeah. true. You know, mm-hmm. ask anyone who picked five friends five years ago and who they look like, you know, yeah. um, I'm looking at a Yankee hat right now in the room, you know, and if I hang around about the Yankee fans, guess what I'm going to start watching? The, the Yankees. Bulls. The Yanks. The polls come up. No, but I'm going to watch the Yankees. Um, I'm going to start rooting for them. Bandwagoner fans, right? Um, but that's what it comes down to, you know, and so, uh, man, get out. Tell people to get out of your life um, so that you can get up and you can keep on walking. You can be the best person you're called to be. Yeah, that's a great conference. I will go back next year. Vibe conference. Look it up. Look it up. San Fran. So now, well, I do want to talk about Marissa, but I think we're getting close on time. So I'd I'd rather probably do that with both of you guys. That's great. Actually, Um, she would love to tell a story. We could could probably do it that way. Wait. So to basically (laughs) put that one off. Um, now that you've been basically walking for the Lord mm-hmm. about 15, 16 years now, something yeah, like that, right. um, I'll go back to the, not maybe not necessarily people new in faith, because I think this will help people that don't have faith, people that are new in faith, people that are adolescent in Ooh, faith, like um, like probably people that are old in faith too. Um <clears throat> Out of all the trials, challenges, overcoming, blessings, miracles, so on and so forth that you've seen in your own life and your own testimony, if you could put your go, top your your top three <laughs> traits okay. in a spiritual bag mm. to go on your journey, what would Ooh. those three traits be? Dang, top three <laughs> traits. You took me for a turn there. Okay. I, like, I like this. This is good. Mm. So, like, the three things that I would love to say, like, um, are most vital. Okay. In, right? Is that, yeah. is that yeah. what Yeah, or cool? maybe what was now looking back on where you're at now, yeah. saying, dang, if I would have had this then, okay. or, you know, cool, things cool, like cool, that. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, collecting, I got two so far. Yeah, got them. Cool. Um, I, I'm going to rank them. I'm going to try and rank them. I think that we always need to go back um, 
No, I'll, I'll do three. To, I'll three, three, two, one. That's the best way to, to do something, right? Yeah, That's a good release. Um, but I think that a really, really important thing for me is to tell someone. This is for people who have been around the block, maybe people who are just getting get into the block who are just now believing. Uh, but the third thing would be uh, trust. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, within trust, um, know that some people are not meant to be trusted. Yeah. Um, and, that, and you'll know. You'll know. You might know from failure. But more so, trust in God, and you can trust Him. He's a He's a like you can rely on Him. He's yeah. as sturdy as a you know a concrete slab. Like when you really trust Him, and that you can open that world to a lot of things. When you trust Him even with your money, like you can trust Him in that. Yeah, like, you really can. Um, and not people, you know, people who really say, "Man, I can't trust God. I can't trust anything." This is it's a trust issue within themselves. Yeah, not that He has been faithful. Yeah, you know. Um, so trust is three. Um, two is authority. Authority. Um, I've that's been on my heart so much lately. Yeah. Um, that even for Christians speaking to Christians directly, that when you go into a realm or when you go into a, a, a space or whatever it may be, at your office, your your job, your family, you carry with you the presence of God. Yeah. Because He said that when He fills a, when He fills a, a space, whatever it is, it could be a four walls, um, a, a, a church, a, a being. When He fills His space with his presence that's where the presence is yeah and so when the presence goes within yourself because christians we believe the holy spirit invades our hearts right um doesn't make us perfect at all uh but it creates us an uh an uh compass yeah for us to understand what is good what is bad um but when we walk in that um walk with authority uh we know that we can speak things that are not as though they are and that's helped me a lot that's probably one of the things that i wish i would have known more of when i was a child because there's things you go through in your life that you're like man i wish i could do something i wish i could i could i know i do this but all i can do is pray another annoying thing all i can do is pray no that's the only thing you should be doing yeah is praying yeah you know um and so that is a big thing is man christians let me encourage you if you're going through a situation that like Man, you do not know how to get through it. Like, yeah. speak it out, even if you don't see it. That's not like a cute thing or like something we just believe and it's just pixie dust. No, no, no. That's the the written word of God. Mm. I love what Chase said last night, man. That's like the signature of heaven saying that stamping approved. Like, whatever you ask, it will be done for you as yeah. long as it's according with my word. And so um, that's number two. Number one, the top dog. Huh. Grace. Grace. Huh. Grace. Everyone needs some Grace. I got a little chihuahua when I grew up, and we named her Grace. And so when our family, when people needed Grace, we pick up the dog and just give, give it to it her. her <laughs> so it was really funny. Like, I just give him a dog. Hey, here it is. It's kind of funny. This I'll go a little bit further. This same dog, she's getting old, right? Yeah. So I, I was just back home three months ago, and, and uh, this dog, I don't know what happened. We left her with a crazy babysitter. Yeah. My parents were on t- uh, vacation or whatever, and came back, and the eye was all jacked up. Jeez. And that's a good representation of grace. Mm, yeah. Is that it's not pretty. Right. It's not cute. It's not cute anymore, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cuddly. It's got a funky eye. Yeah. And it's not, it's not fun to touch. Yeah. Um, it's not fun to even take care of or hold in your hands. Um, but, man, if we can give grace more, yeah. oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, a lot of people don't love our president. We do a whole thing on that, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't love our government. But if we can give them grace, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I always ask myself, can I do it better? Could I do it better? Oh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Um, and a lot of people think they can sometimes. But I think grace is a good place to be. In every situation, I feel like that's a building block. It's a foundation. And great, Jesus is grace. Mm. You know, um, He could have came down uh, in a fiery chariot 
uh, with a machine gun and just started lighting people up because guess what? That's pretty much what they needed, to be honest with you. We yeah. had a lot of bad people and we still do. Yeah. Um, and we were bad people, you know, but um, the reality is he showed grace, he showed love, he showed kindness. And uh, within that, though, a lot of people think that he is a God who is just flowers and daisies and roses. Yeah. And he's here just to love, but he is also, and I love this, it's in the message translation, it says, God is love, but he's not soft. Yeah. And that's sometimes we think it's a contradiction. Right. It's yeah. not. No. Some of the best love is discipline. Mm-hmm. My dad loved me enough to tell me, hey, son, you're in the wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to get your heart right. Mm-hmm. And so it's important for us to recognize that grace is a foundational truth, and it's only found in really in fullness in Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah, three, two, one, boom. Yeah. Three, two, one. Good curveball. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it favorite NBA player? Come on. <laughs> favorite uh, musical artist okay. growing up? Okay. Not necessarily right now. Okay, sweet. And scra- <laughs> scratch that. Scratch okay. that. Okay, okay. Favorite NBA player? Favorite 90s cartoon, favorite video game growing up. Okay, cool. Easy. Right now, this is going to be like a 10-minute segment just on this player. (laughs) No. Um, Man, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not even going to contradict some people in the room. Uh, Hello. No. uh, But I I would honestly say Steph Curry. Yeah. I don't know anybody else who has this game. And honestly, and people will start be like, oh, I'm not listening to this podcast anymore. No, I'm totally kidding. That's but, why we put this at the end. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> no, but I, I would say that he's the best player on Golden State Warriors. A lot of people love Durant, respect the man to death. Right. But I don't think you have Golden State Warriors without Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, I don't think you have the NBA without Steph Curry. Right. Um, a lot of people are, are frustrated about even James Harden get the MVP. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, you know, he's a good, he's a good player, um, uh, and LeBron's good too. Yeah, um, the stats tell the story, but there's thing, some things that Steph Curry does that are never going to be in the stat book. Right, you know, and uh, yeah, he's the best. A mm. uh, two '90s cartoon. '90s cartoon. Dang, it was always a battle between either watching Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. Always. Yeah, always, always dude. Always a battle. But you know, there was just something exciting about watching. Oh man, there's two. Rocket Power. Rocket Power. Rocket Power. Yeah. The way, it was just free, man. They were the, free the kids. Vibe, yeah. I always wanted to be a California kid. I grew up in Oregon with the rain. So yeah. I was like, I want to be outside of the pier. Yeah. Whatever the, was it? Skate park by the yeah, beach. Skate yeah, park. Yeah. I couldn't even skate park. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have maybe wear knee pads. Yeah. You know, and I will pads. So that was rough. Um, so yeah, that was cool. <laughs> but, uh, and then third was. Video game growing video up. Video game growing up. My dad, when I was 13, said, oh, no, no more video games. So I'm going to go based off of what that was before. But uh, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go outside now, play, play like a real man. I guess I was like, okay. Right. Um, I was like, wow, that's harsh. That's, uh, but no, uh, I think that my, my favorite games were Mario games. But uh, I'd say, honestly, Mario 64 nice. was a classic. Yeah. Free, it opened the door to the free roam, hmm. which we can thank now for all the Fortnite and stuff like that got yep, going on. Yep, so yep. that was powerful. Cool. Little, little GTA when I got a chance to play right. at my cousin's house. Right. Right. Wait, what? Sneak away <laughs> to your cousin's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was, that was cool. So Nice. Yo. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your time again. Heck yeah, man. This and, has been fun. Uh, we'll definitely link that episode with Marissa pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, whenever you guys can fit us, we'd be more than happy to have you. Heck yeah. Um, but I love what you're doing. I love that you are leading the youth. Yeah. Um, I think being married young is like very inspirational heck yeah uh, very challenging it's crazy yeah um, so no it's just awesome I respect what you do I love it thanks bro and uh, I'm glad to have you on honored Absolutely. dude pleasure's all mine thanks fellas go, and uh, great question if you wouldn't mind leading us out heck yeah dude just in some prayer let's do it thank you Jesus
Cool. Thank you, Lord, for uh, this awesome podcast. Thank you, Lord, that, uh, man, we are not perfect people, but we're, prefer- we're chasing after a perfect God. And um, I thank you, Lord, even for our listeners that who maybe even don't even really know where they are in that uh, conversation or in that dilemma. Uh, but God, I just pray that they would know uh, that there is a great God that is seeking after them, that loves them, that has a great destiny for them. And, uh, man, wherever we are in that journey, he just wants to join us. It doesn't matter where we are. Um, I love the, I love the idea, Lord, of you just being the great shepherd and you're the one that's just taking care of us. We're the flock, we're the sheep, God, and you're the one taking care of us. And so um, I pray, Lord, for anybody, any listeners, even people who are Christians, God, they just need some care, some just good care. God, I pray that you'd be the, the good carer, the good physician, the, the, the good shepherd, God, and uh, you take care of uh, the flock. God, I thank you, Lord, for the listeners uh, from all over the world listening to this, and I thank you, Lord, that you're going to be with them. Because uh, you're Lord, you're a uh, global God. You're, glo- you're God of the of the universe, of the world, God, and not just over um, uh, one person or one nation, God. So we thank you, Jesus, for all that you're doing, uh, and then throughout the earth, God. And I pray that uh, man, you continue to bless this podcast and continue to bless people who um, who are just pioneering it, Lord, to uh, really have the, the voice of this generation be heard. In your mighty, mighty name, Amen. 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 Cool. Amen. Cool. Bye. Oh, hello. Add it in there. Yeah. <laughs> what are your spiritual gifts and how do you find them? Yeah, ooh, that's really good, actually. Um, I love that. Um, I guess in, I'm, I'm always really good about having the, the work on my head, but I'm not like the, the, where, the where to find it. Yeah. yeah. You'll find it in there. But it's uh, it's like the whole concept. Of, uh, it talks about spiritual gifts, and at the very end of it, it's like, man, like if none of you have anything, ask for it. Oof. So you can ask. Like, these are all gifts, so they're meant to be given. Mm. Right? So you can ask for them. Right. Right. Like, if you have a good father, he's got gifts, ask for him. You ask, yeah. you ask Santa for your Christmas yeah. list. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Same concept. So um, I did do a lot of asking. Conviction, we always need to keep on asking, right? Uh, but, mm. but prophetic is is one that has been very, very new in my heart. Mm. Uh, really? Really, really new in my heart. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's funny. Sometimes you don't recognize you have something until someone's like, you have a gift. Until they, like, and confirm like, it, yeah. what? I do, you're right. <laughs> you know, I, I thought I was just encouraging people, yeah. you know. But um, that's been something new in my heart, which is really cool. Hmm. Um, that I think it's kind of even come with new seasons. Like when you get graduated, you give you a new gift. Yeah. When you get to a different spot, oh. you get a new gift. And so um, I feel like that's been a new one. But the one I've always had my whole life since I've been a little kid, and actually Pastor Chase confirmed it to me, um, was the gift of faith. The gift of faith. A lot of people don't pass by that. A lot of people don't even see that. But it's actually I think it's the first one on the list. That's mm-hmm. why people don't even see it. Wow. People want the fancy things, but faith is a, is a weird one because it's hard to, to measure. Yeah. Um, but what faith is is well, obviously we can go faith. But but what the whole concept of what a gift of faith is is someone who honestly kind of just believes for the greater. Hmm. Um, so he looks at a he looks at a whatever and he sees something bigger or better than that thing um, that's currently going on. And so hmm. I always just be, was able to look at something and see something. 10x. Just, yeah. yeah. 10x, exactly. Yep. And uh, so that's kind of my two, like, primary. Um, like, I can't speak in tongues, and that's awesome. And people hype that up all day long, and it's cool, you know. Um, and it is awesome. It's a private conversation between me and Jesus. Yeah. And, and it strengthens me. Yeah. You know, and, and it, you know, it's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, those are my, I think, see my two or three big, big ones that I feel like I, I love to run with and what God's kind of done to me. Um, yeah. But yeah. How so. often do you pray in tongues? That's a great question. Um, I'd probably say three, four times a week. I'd say um, I really pray in tongues to get my heart right. Um, when I really feel like I'm, and, and, who, and, when I'm really going through, like, I know the enemy's trying to creep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When the enemy's you like, can really feel it, yeah. I'm like, mm, heck no. Yeah. That's how I start the prayer. Yeah. And then I go into tongues, uh, you know? 
Uh, and it's fun. I, I actually received it here at Family Community Church, and uh, wow. it, it came in phases, which is crazy. Mm. Um, and you could do a lot of cool studies on it. Um, yeah. But and like I said, it, the, the big thing we really know it's a personal thing. People do abuse it too many times. Yeah. You get a very very bad rap for it. Right. Um, but what's really cool about it is um, it's so intimate. Yeah. Um, and and I'll be honest, like I've. Uh, spoken tongues for probably three, three, four years, but uh-huh. it like changes all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could sound like I'm speaking Russian for a second, and I'll yeah. go completely Japanese. Right, I, it doesn't. I, that's just a, that's just so funny about God. Yeah, wow. um, yeah, and it's just really yeah. So no, is that something that like where it's like you're not even thinking about it, it just happens, or it's something like you said, it's one of your gifts, so you've kind of honed this like yeah. I willingly am. Imp- do this yeah it's it is completely 100 percent um you you possess it yeah so if i have a gift in my hand i possess it right yeah so or if i have a sword in my hand i possess it right and so um yeah um i it's funny you know I, i've heard different things and different things um for um, different people who experience god and stuff but um the the main thing that comes back is that if there's a gift that's given you can't be taken away correct god is and so mm. um uh when i first received the gift it was just kind of interesting um it was very, very basic. Yeah. It was very just like, to be honest, it was like la, 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 la. It was mm. very, very real. Right. It freaked me out a little bit because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, but people were very, very good. Just kind of tell me what was going on. Yeah. So for about a year, I would just kind of say that. Yeah. Um, but there was until a time where a crazy, amazing <laughs> pastor named Lil. Yeah. Lily Olgiati here on staff, and she preached an encounter service, and she called me out and she's like, you need to stop speaking baby babble. She, in love, she called me yeah. out. It was cool. And uh, mm. and uh, she's like, God wants to give you something new tonight. And so I was just willing. Like, yeah. The only prerequisite, dude, yeah, literally crazy. Mm. Wow. We had a, we had a fallout fire party. Right? Yeah. And people like receiving tongues everywhere. But but um, I I was on the ground for about forty five minutes and I was my mouth at that point I really feel like my mouth couldn't stay shut. Yeah. Um, Jeez. And I don't know, like I said, the, probably the weirdest thing you'll never hear is people who can understand and interpret tongues. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not to say it's not possible, but yeah. it is. And I've heard of stories that's never heard people do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I kind of felt in my heart, I knew what I was saying. Because mm. it, was, it was like it was connected to my spirit. Yeah. And uh, just for me, you know, and here, for me, when I speak in tongues, it's, it's war. Yeah. Usually. It's yeah. war. Hmm. Um, so uh, it really it comes out of, yeah it comes out of me in, in with war yeah because so, yeah. for for me um, my uh, great grandma on my mom's side um, she was like I mean both sides of my family are Mexican so they're both like Roman Catholic kind of like yeah, by yeah, totally. just like inheritance yeah um, but actually almost none of them even know that that isn't in the umbrella of Christianity anyways right <laughs> they think like Catholicism and Christianity it's is different, different and it's now, like yeah. no it's not yeah. but anyways um, my great grandma was the only one that really truly identified as a Christian on both sides of the family um, she spoke some English but pretty much almost all Spanish mm-hmm. um, and I could just you know think of plenty of times where like when she would just see me she just was so emotional you know what right. I'm saying like she was just emotional and we wouldn't talk like we weren't having conversation mm-hmm. she would just see me and just like ex- overflow in love you know just like weakness and mm-hmm. sadness and mm-hmm. weeping like just it was like and it seemed like it was just too much and you know sometimes she would pray over me she'd do the oil she'd have the mm-hmm. bible out she and i would t- i'm like okay you're not talking you're not speaking spanish like you know what I'm yeah. like you're not speaking spanish you yeah. are speaking something else. something else but even though i didn't know what she was saying or why she was saying it or mm-hmm. what she was feeling or what she was thinking you know you just feel the love anyways so even reflect so right now my grandpa's in the hospital he had like a 
toe infection. He wouldn't stay off his foot, so it got worse. Mm. Uh, so he's in the hospital, and um, <clears throat> I just like have been getting like different visuals. I went to my grandparents' house ya- yesterday, and I just sat there, and I just sat there, and I just sat there, <laughs> and I was like reflecting on him and his strength, and my girlfriend's grandpa who just passed away like six, seven months ago, and. Uh, just kind of reflecting on their just kind of spirit and energy. Yeah. Um, and then I, for some reason, detoured to my great grandma mm. thinking like, wow, like I really wish like she could see where I'm at now. Obviously, yeah. I think she can. But um, just like, wow, I wish she tangibly was here to see where we're yeah. at now yeah. um, with this whole thing. That's cool. Um, and I was like, wow, you know what? I really need her spirit. Like I really need her spirit. And, and I was just like, wait. My grandma, because my great-grandma passed away, I was like, my grandma has to have her Bible around here somewhere, and it's a Spanish Bible. I know no Spanish, and I've been meaning to learn it for years, and it just clicked, and I was like, wow, God's going to teach me Spanish. So I I now have her Spanish Bible, so now whenever I read in English, I'm going to read the same things in Spanish, and it's like, I have her Bible, so I have like, you know, like this woman held this book while she weeped and broke her heart and overcame, and like all these different things, so... It's uh, definitely uh, definitely some interesting stuff. So yeah, dude. Yeah, I think it's cool about <laughs> a la- language. Came to mind is that uh, language connects us. Yeah, right. And so when you when you speak in tongues, mm. it's a language. So yeah, it connects you mm. with heaven. Yeah, right. So that's what's cool. So when I talk about it being war for me, yeah, and we even talked about you know earlier in the podcast about the peace of heaven. Yeah, it brings peace to my situation. Yeah, through war. Right. You know. Um, and that's what's cool is that I'm literally calling like my daddy, like my, like my daddy, you know, like, yeah. it's like, yo, I need your help. I mean, sh- that really is the goal of war though, is to bring peace. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and an everlasting <laughs> Right. Peace. And an everlasting peace. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there will be, there will be an everlasting peace. Yeah. Just wait for it. hundred percent. Boom. Woo. Cool. Make sure to.